Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the day we've all been waiting for is finally here. Draft day. And after a day away from the show, I'll tell you all about the experience so far in Kansas City. You'll hear from some of the prospects and analysts that I got a chance to talk to. Plus, you'll hear my pick for the Raiders at 7 or whenever they make their selection in round 1. It's all coming up on draft day, Thursday, April 27th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it's available. And if you're checking us out on YouTube, thanks to my man Ari. We do appreciate him. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. And we appreciate you as well for checking us out on YouTube, subscribing to the show, leaving a comment on the show, uh, giving us a minute or 30 minutes, whatever the case may be. Like I said, we definitely, definitely appreciate you off top. Want to say that today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM. We've been playing the game for a long time here on the podcast, right? No doubt about it. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise this game is for you if you want to download it ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store all listeners of the locked on raiders podcast will get 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on it's all caps and it's in the game store so i will tell you a lot more about them later on the show but let's go ahead and jump right into it a lot to get to on the show and first of all i gotta apologize for being off for a day uh, made my way to kansas city early early on tuesday morning and normally when i have some kind of issues it's always related to what Travel. If you've been listening to me for a long time, you know travel's always my biggest bugaboo. Guess what, Raider Nation? Travel was not my bugaboo on Tuesday leading into Wednesday. Uh, a lot of technical difficulties. I got to this amazing Airbnb, uh, which I'm recording the show in right now, and I'm telling you, this is an exceptional place. It's awesome. Only problem is it's a little bit too high-tech. It's more high-tech than even I'm used to or I even know how to handle. And uh, when it came down to it, push came to shove, I wasn't able to be on my radio show on Tuesday. I wasn't able to do that. And because I was trying to navigate the waters through some uh, technical difficulties, wasn't able to knock out a show on Wednesday either. So uh, I do apologize for being gone, but I was on my radio show on Wednesday. But now back here on the podcast, we'll definitely have podcasts the rest of the week and then head back to Vegas on Saturday. So I do apologize, but I do appreciate everyone who reached out to me and it's funny uh, being all around the city uh, Kansas City on Wednesday right I had to go to a play 60 event where a lot of the prospects were in attendance matter of fact I got the list right here in front of me Jordan Addison the wide receiver from USC Will Anderson linebacker from Bama Brian Branch from Bama the defensive back Jalen Carter was in attendance Zay Flowers Christian Gonzalez Paris Johnson Will Levis Joey Porter Anthony Richardson Bijan Robinson Jackson Smith and Jigba CJ Stroud Keon White Tyree Wilson, Devin Witherspoon, and Bryce Young all were in attendance, and all these guys are going to be in the green room today, right? They're going to be hearing their names called early, and so I was at this event. Uh, Then I had to go over to a barbecue place, a very well-known barbecue place here in Kansas City to meet with the NFL network guys like Daniel Jeremiah, uh, Charles Davis, Joel Klatt. So it's so funny that I'm running around town, and on top of that, uh, when it's all said and done, I'm also trying to make sure I don't have any technical difficulties so I can get on the radio on Wednesday. I was at this barbecue place. It smells amazing, 
but I didn't get to eat. So I'm in there. Uh, I'm smelling the food. It smells great, but I had so much going on. I didn't even have a time to stop and eat. So I just was running across town, went to uh, the high school where the prospects were at, then went to the barbecue spot, then went to Verizon, went to T-Mobile, went to Best Buy. I did all this different ripping and running. Thank God I had a rental car or I have a rental car here in town. And so I was able to get it done, but uh, didn't get to enjoy any of the great food. But the city is really buzzing. A lot of folks I'm seeing from a lot of different fan bases uh, gathering in Kansas City excited for the draft to get started today and the funniest thing that I saw on Wednesday when I was at the barbecue place for the NFL Network uh, get together was a car with a flag that had a Raiders flag on it on one side on the other side it had a Chargers flag and then the license plate was a Texas license plate in Kansas City so you figure that out right Raiders one flag Chargers another flag Texas license plates, and oh, by the way, we're in the city of Kansas City. So there's all that. Now, I will say, uh, tip of the cap to Raider Nation, because the Raiders flag was on the driver's side. The Chargers was on the passenger side. And, of course, the license plate's the license plate. So <laughs> there's that. So I guess if you're looking at it from, uh, you know, who was the dominant one, uh, whoever's driving that car, I would say I got tip the cap to the Raiders. But one of the guys I was able to talk to at the Play 60 event was Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Of course, there's been a lot of conversation around him. He was 1-2, right? It was either going to be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, or Bryce Young. Coming out of the combine, C.J. Stroud was quarterback number one for me. Uh, after I saw him throw, heard him talk a little bit, I was like, yeah, you know what? That's going to be the guy. Of course, he's got the bigger size than Bryce Young. So I thought he solidified himself as QB1. Well, the problem is that that was back in, what, March? So now it's end of April, and there's plenty of time to lose grip of that spot. And it seems like he's losing grip of that spot. The S2 scores came out the other day. We had people calling into the Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line to talk about uh, him getting that low S2 score and the fact that uh, the Raiders shouldn't take him because of that. And I, I said I don't really take a whole lot of stock in the S2 score. Uh, the Raiders, Dave Ziegler, he said himself that they don't even use it within the organization, but it's out there. So it's out there for a reason. Either people want to see him drop a little bit or maybe a, a, an agent of another player is trying to boost up their play. I, I don't know what the, the case is. No one's going to be able to know, but it's out there. And C.J. Stroud is very well aware of it so had an opportunity to catch up with him uh, it was kind of a group of us it was like two or three of us but I got a good a, a chunk of questions in here uh, with this conversation with CJ Stroud and he's talking he leads off talking about the S2 score and the fact that yeah it's out there and it's out there for a reason it's not an accident things come out it's not an accident that people throw dirt on my name um, and I definitely think that um, whatever that means because uh, people benefit from things people don't and I definitely know that uh, who I am as a person I'm gonna continue to just be myself so um, I know that it wasn't on accident, that it happened on purpose, and uh, I'm not dumb, but at the same time, I can still realize who I am, and I can just be myself, and um, I, I'm a football player, not a not a, a, a test taker, so. I'm sorry, if you went to a spot where you were sitting for a year, like no, behind you. a veteran golf, just in Detroit, like around the Lions, how would that benefit you, I think? Well, I believe uh, the game that we're in today, uh, well, just who I am as a person, I believe uh, the line of uh, the business of being a servant. I mean, Jesus was a servant, so, uh, I mean, that's what I want to do. I want to serve to whoever where I have to go um, to, to people. And I definitely think that um, if I had to be a backup, uh, I would be more than more than happy to do that um, and help whoever was starting and, and be that leading the hand to 
them, to help them with um, coverages, whatever they need to do. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm willing to do that. So I'm excited to, to have the opportunity, whatever that is. What was it like when you uh, visited Vegas and checked out the Raiders? It was amazing. Um, I had a great talk with all the coaches. Uh, Bo, he he couldn't make it. He was sick. But uh, me and Mick um, and, and Coach McDaniels had a great conversation. Um, had a, a great talk with, with the GM, assistant GM, and um, they had a lot of great things to say, a lot of great feedback, but have some things I need to work on as well. So, man, I'm excited to see what happens, and uh, I know it's close to home, so I was uh, looking forward to kind of seeing what they're about, seeing if you can get away from the crazy nightlife, but uh, and still enjoy uh, kind of being in that Vegas environment. Yeah, you can. <laughs> you right. can't get yeah, away from it. I'll, I'll tell you that. You right. can't get away from it. At the Combine, you said that they were all about business. They were all about football. Did you like that approach? I did, um, but I actually got to know them as people more as the process went on. Um, I spent a lot of time with them because um, Regalans has took his took his uh, his time to spend time with me and teach me things and let me know, man, that it's not gonna just be easy. And that's something I really appreciated because you know during this process, um, people people think that we're the best things to slice bread, but um, the going to the NFL is a process and it's not just gonna be easy right away. But who knows? It might be. But he told me through thick and thin, uh, he'll be there for me. So if he was my coach one day, I'll really appreciate that. You were in town for the fight and uh, hanging out with Max Crosby. What was right. that whole thing like? Man, Max is an amazing dude. Bro, like just to see uh, kind of who he is and, and where he come from and, and how he was a fourth round pick to now being a Pro Bowl every year, uh, the work that he puts in, uh, it was just amazing to kind of be around that type of energy, man. Just to, the type of person he was. Uh, he wore he wears a big chain with his daughter's name, so I should just tell you that, man. He's a family man and uh, gave me some tips about like Vegas and where to be, where not to be, uh, where to live, where not to live. And uh, he was like he was excited if I could maybe be his teammate one day. So uh, we'll see what happens. What would it mean to you to get drafted number seven or? or even them trade up and go get you? Yeah, I mean, uh, whatever happens, man. I mean, I, I would be amazed to just, honestly, I have a ton of family that are Raider fans, uh, a ton of people, because, uh, you know, they were in L.A. for a while. Mm -hmm. So um, everybody who, who I know is almost Raider fans. Uh, <laughs> so they're excited to see what happens, and they're praying for me to go there. So uh, it's not up to me uh, at the end of the day. Uh, I'm just walking in what God wants me to do. But uh, I would be excited with really anything. If that's at 7, 3, 2, 1, 5, 25, 102, whatever God wants. I'm with it. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. So there's CJ Stroud. You heard that conversation. And I'll say this, Raider Nation. I don't know about you, but listening to CJ Stroud, listening to him, you know, kind of uh, talk about the S2 score. And then when we get into the conversation about the Raiders, I, I don't know about you, but it really sounded like he was very comfortable with being a member of the Silver and Black. And almost that he, uh, I don't want to say has been told that he's going to be a Raider, but I mean, just listening to his answers when he's talking about head coach Joshua Daniels saying, well, coach said he's going to you know, be with me every step of the way and it's not easy. And he's going to teach me a lot of things, but he'll be with me if he's my end up head coach. I was with Max Crosby and he was telling me about Las Vegas and telling me where I can live and where, you know, where I don't uh, have to live to be able to still enjoy Las Vegas if I end up becoming his eventual teammate or, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like he was cleaning it up at the end, but it really felt to me like he was very comfortable if the Raiders were to select him, or maybe the Raiders were very comfortable with him in their meetings that they had. So again, just a little nugget that I took away from that conversation with CJ Stroud. Not sure what you took away from it, but that was one of my biggest things that I noticed. And, and really, like I said, stood out to me when I heard that from the young man from Ohio State. So will he be a member of the Silver and Black when it's all said and done? I'll say this. I, I feel like he's going to get past Houston at two. And if he does, all bets are off. If he drops the number seven, which I would be so shocked if he does. If he drops to number seven, I couldn't see how the Raiders would pass him up. I really, I really couldn't. Just like I said about Anthony Richardson, if all of a sudden he's there at number seven, it's almost impossible to pass him up. But 
you know, obviously if he's there at seven, other teams have passed him up, right? So I just feel like that the Raiders, especially having Jimmy G in place, allows them to pick a quarterback and let them sit behind that quarterback in Jimmy G and learn before they're being thrown into the fire. And that proves to be a, a more successful recipe than others. So we'll see how it all shakes out. But uh, just from that conversation and depending on if he does get past Houston at two, if he gets past Houston at two, like I said, all bets are off. Wouldn't be shocked if he ends up being a member of the Silver and Black. But again, I kind of my, my gut feeling tells me that, you know, he's probably going to get selected by Houston, even though there's all the conversation out there that he won't. So that's what I got for you. Seven number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Just a little bit uh, setting the scene of what's going on here in Kansas City and then also hearing from C.J. Stroud. Coming up in segment number two, going to let you hear from Daniel Jeremiah from the NFL Network and also a cornerback that I was able to catch up with on Wednesday. That's Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. We'll do that after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is the Ultimate Football GM. And again, I've been talking about this game for quite a while. The fact that it feels like we're playing the ultimate football GM each and every day here on the show, right? Because we all we've been doing is talking about draft, 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 and who can go where, who the Raiders can select, and why. Who the coaches should be, and why. All that. I mean, that's just what it seems like we do every day. Well, this is an actual game that you could play. It's very realistic. You could play it offline, so you can play it anytime you want, anywhere you want. And you'll have a ton of fun. It'll put you in the hot seat. And Dave Ziegler, the Raiders GM, he'll be in the hot seat today. But it's a lot easier to be, you know, the ultimate football GM and be in the hot seat and not be in the hot seat. And even when I was in the hot seat a few times on these different mock drafts that I did, collar got a little bit, you know, a little heated around the collar a little bit because it felt the pressure a little. So uh, this is something that you could do. You'll have a lot of fun. Again, the ultimate football GM. All listeners of the Locked On Raiders podcast will get 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On. It's all in caps. Locked On. It's that simple. The game is in the game store. Uh, make sure you check it out. Download the game ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store. Again, ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two with today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I want you to hear from one of the analysts that I caught up with on Wednesday at the barbecue spot here in uh, Kansas City. A really good barbecue spot, a, a place. I mean, it was very historic. It had a lot of uh, nice pictures on the wall of people that have visited the spot. And uh, it was it was, it was was special. It was a special little place to visit and check out. I didn't get to have any of the food, but uh, I could smell. It was amazing. It was crowded. It was packed to the gills, so I could tell that, you know, it was obviously uh, one of the city's favorite. I had a lot of fun being there, just kind of, like I said, being a a fly on the wall and observing, but also getting a chance to talk to Charles Davis, Joel Klatt, and also Daniel Jeremiah. And he puts out the mock drafts all the time. Uh, His latest mock draft, matter of fact, the final one that he's doing, he picked the Raiders to get Christian Gonzalez at number seven, the cornerback out of Oregon. You'll hear from Christian in this segment. But first, wanted to let you hear from Daniel Jeremiah. He starts off with a question he's being asked about Jalen Carter. Taking into account the off the field stuff. What are you hearing from teams about you know, what they've seen when they've been Yeah, I mean, it's 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 challenging in my position and my role because I watch all the tape. I've heard all the talk about you know the the people concerned about his effort and, and those things, and I go back and I look through all my notes and everything that I watch, and I don't have anything in there about that. And then I go back and say, okay, well. Is it, you know, is it is it an issue where he doesn't like he doesn't love football? He's not passionate about it. I know he was you know out of shape and a little overweight at the pro day, and then I have a hard time reconciling that with the fact the guy hurt his ankle early, then hurt his knee and came back and played. Like if this guy didn't like football, he was going to be a top five pick. 
if, if, if nothing happens off the field. He could have shut it down and been done. So that's where I see it. I've never met Jalen Carter. So the teams have spent time with him. They're going to have to reach a comfort level with him, the person. I don't have any issues with him, the player. Um, but that's, you know, you're not just drafting the player. You're drafting the person. So to me, I think, you know, talking to teams that have met with him, you hear, you know, teams think it's okay. Other teams seem really genuinely concerned. It's all over the map. So it's impossible to figure out where the heck that dude's going to go. Just for talent when you put the tape He's on. He's the most talented player in the whole draft. Period. Like, his tape is more dominant than anybody else in the draft. If he's if he's got everything buttoned up and he plays to his level, he would he would emerge five years from now. He look back and say that's the best player in the draft. But that's a big if because he's got to handle all of his other business. But that's a hard thing to find. There are, there are only a handful of dominant interior defensive linemen in this league, and that changes your defense if you get one of those. Anyone you compare him to? Quentin Williams when when I watched him, you know, so he reminded me of so. He, he's he's a freak. He does some freaky stuff. So that's you're talking about when you look in the NFL and you see Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Quinnen Quinnen's in that category. Jeff Simmons, like not many more of those guys out there. So that's why that's a that's a tough one for teams. Um, but it only takes one team to be comfortable with him. And you know, selfishly because he's such a good player, I hope that um, I hope he gets everything lined up in his life and he goes off and, and tears it up because his his ability off the charts. If you're the Raiders and you have 12 picks starting at number seven in the first round, you got to turn the roster over. How, how would you operate that? How would you navigate with 12 picks, which is a lot? Well, I think you got to, you know, have a good understanding of the whole of the whole draft and how the board uh, could shake out and knowing what to attack early and, and things like that. But, you know, I see a lot of them doing the Charger games, and to me, defensively, secondary wise, it feels like that's an area they've got to improve and get better at. So that would be the place I would start. Do you think a lot of trades, trades up, trade back, kind of navigating through the board, maybe targeting some players since they do it, like I said, have 12 picks? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody in this draft wants to trade down. I'm just trying to find the teams that want to trade up. Right. So. It's going to take two to pull that off, but um, you know they've got a lot of picks to work with here. Um, they're going to have flexibility to, to do what they want to do and move around as the draft goes along. You know, with that first pick at seven, that might be a little bit trickier to get out of there. So there you go. That was Daniel Jeremiah. Just a few minutes from uh, what he had to say, and it was funny. I was standing there uh, talking and listening to him for about ten or fifteen minutes, but just thought I'd give you a little three-minute chunk of what he had to say and uh, hear him talking about Jalen Carter. And I had an opportunity to, to catch up with Jalen. Carter as well on Wednesday and he was very guarded uh, the people were really taking care of him so he didn't get peppered with too many questions about the whole incidents of what was going on and everything but there was uh, a moment where Sirius XM radio was asking him a question uh, just really about being able to get in front of these coaches and with his uh, you know top 10 visits that he went on and it, it was funny because he starts to answer the question like I, it was Rick Neuheisel, matter of fact, that asked him the question about, you know, getting in front of the coaches and how important is it to him that he gets to let them really know who he was, is. And he started to answer. Then he said, I'm not even going to lie to you, man. I don't uh, I, I didn't even hear the question. You want to repeat the question? I just kind of thought like, dang, like I don't want to judge the guy. I feel like I've been judging him a lot or all of us have been judging him a lot. But it just seems like, man, he just. I don't know. It just seemed weird, right? It just seemed like, look, dude, this is the one time that you're supposed to be paying attention and really focused in. But, you know, maybe he was nervous. I don't know. Uh, like, I, I want to keep saying that, oh, but this or but that. Maybe there's a reason for this. Maybe there's a reason for that. But it just seems like, um, I don't know, his his attention span isn't isn't real large. I mean, then again, maybe he just didn't care about being there. I don't know. But it was just, it was funny to hear him say, I, you know, 
at least he was real and honest and didn't try to make up a, an answer, I guess. He said, I, I didn't even hear the question. <laughs> so there's that. One guy who did hear the question, the guy that Daniel Jeremiah mocked to the Raiders at number seven in his last mock draft, I believe it was 4.0 or whatever the case was. It's the very final mock draft he's doing, obviously, as the draft is today. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. I caught up with him for a couple minutes on Wednesday at the little uh, Play 60 event. Here's, here's that conversation. Here with cornerback Christian Gonzalez here at this Play 60 event. What has this meant to you, just be able to hang out with the kids the day before draft day, kind of get your mind away from what's going to happen on Thursday? It's, it's meant a lot. It was fun because, you know, I was pretty sure I was a part of one of these a couple years ago. Uh, just being a little kid coming out here and, you know, just being out here with the prospects and, and then just being able to do it with, you know, with me being one of the prospects has been real fun. What has this whole process been like, I mean, from the combine to being here now, knowing that you're on the eve of getting drafted? It's it's been a long process. Um, you know, I'm I'm really excited for for tomorrow. Tomorrow night is something I've looked forward to my whole life. So I'm just ready to get to there. Coming from a, a family that's very athletic, and you you were playing Texas high school football, so that's a, a whole nother level. What do you feel like the next level is going to be like for you? Oh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot. I mean, it's it's straight football, straight business, um, and it's the best of the best, the best competition in the world. So that's what I'm excited for is a competition just day in and day out. What was it that you did last year at Oregon that you felt like you needed to do and put on film and just kind of show the NFL that this is, this is who you are? Uh, just being versatile and then ball skills, uh, taking the ball away. I, you know, I always trust my hands. I grew up playing receiver, um, so I, I believe I got great hands. Um, so just having to finish the plays, and I did that this year, so I decided I did that. What separates you between from you and the other top corners like the Witherspoon, Porter, in, in this draft? Being my size and being how versatile I am, uh, being able to, you know, I played nickel this year, uh, we'll move in and out, uh, following the, res- the number one receiver and just being really just being versatile, being able to go in and, and play the whole defense from the nickel back, um, you know, team trusting me. Do you have uh, any emotions yet for tomorrow? Has it hit you yet that what's going to happen tomorrow? Honestly, not right now. <laughs> Probably when I go lay down tonight. Uh, today's real busy, Yeah. Uh, which I think is good. Uh, you know, I don't really, I won't think too much uh, just sitting in the room thinking. Uh, but tonight, uh, my family gets in tonight, so we'll probably all you know, chill in the hotel, just talk, hang out. Um, so it'll probably all hit me when I'm about to go to sleep. Got the outfit picked out already? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. good luck, my man. Sure. So there's my quick conversation right there with cornerback Christian Gonzalez. And look, I think the Raiders will be blessed to get a uh, cornerback like him. Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon. I think Joey Porter Jr. is really good. He's not as uh, skilled when it comes to uh, getting his hands on the ball. Something Christian Gonzalez and Devin Witherspoon did really well last year in college at Illinois and in, at Oregon. Uh, so I, those would be the two I prefer. And then, of course, everyone knows I like Emmanuel Forbes a lot. He could be a guy that the Raiders could get at the back end of round one or maybe get lucky and get him in round two. I doubt it, but you never know how the draft is going to fall. But Christian Gonzalez, uh, it was fun to catch up with him for a couple minutes and uh, it was cool. My guy, uh, Steve Foster, who seems like he pops up everywhere. Uh, anywhere I'm at, he always ends up being, which is really cool. He's a good dude. Uh, took a picture of me interviewing Christian Gonzalez and then sent it to me. I had no idea that he was actually uh, taking a picture of it and so, or of that conversation. So he said it to me. So I tweeted it out and said, cornerback one, question mark potential Raider question mark and some people said yes some people said no some people don't think he's even that good but you know how that goes with opinions and it's all good uh, I thought Christian is a or it seemed like he was a good dude it was fun to talk to him for a couple minutes I remember talking to him at the combine as well so uh, there you go Christian Gonzalez potentially could be a Raider by the end of today he could be the one we're talking tomorrow on this show maybe he's not the only one maybe the Raiders get two 
picks in the first round. It's something I think, my gut feeling, I've been saying for a while now, I feel like they're going to have an opportunity to do that if the right guy falls at the back end of round one. So that's all I got for you. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, a couple more guys I want you to hear from that I got a chance to catch up with on Wednesday. We'll do it after I tell you about Built Bar. And been telling you about Built Bar for a long time. You just go to the website, simple man, built.com, and you can check out all the different flavors that they have for you. Right now, they got peanut butter puff. They got that flavor. Coconut brownie strip bar. Cookie dough strip bar. Peanut butter brownie balls. They have that. Brownie batter puff. Cookie and cream puff. They've got something for everybody. It doesn't matter what flavor it is. They always continue to try to reinvent themselves, come up with new flavors. They have new flavor additions. All of a sudden, they'll just drop a new flavor and talk about a, you know, like a premiere date like we had just like last week. We were talking about it. They premiered a brand new one that was at Peanut Butter Puff on Saturday. So, I mean, they're always reinventing themselves. And of course, they have the OG flavors as well, the ones that really got them started. They got a lot of people hooked on Built Bar. And the thing about it is low in calories, high in protein, low in sugar, but great in taste. And the taste goes from all kind of different spectrums. As I mentioned, you know, even peanut butter brownie balls and they have, you know, marshmallows in the puffs and, you know, they have just uh, the regular like the cookie dough strip bar, just all kind of different flavors. So there's really something for everyone. At the end of the day, it's really good for you if you're uh, going on a, on a, maybe if you're on a diet and, and you're really strict with your diet and you're working out and you need to have, you know, certain meals, certain amount of meals or certain amount of snacks throughout the course of the day, uh, this could be good for you as well. So check it out on the website. I tell you all the time, built.com. Also use the promo code LOCKEDON15. It's all one word. You'll save 15% off your order when you go to check out. And built.com, promo code LOCKEDON15. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. want you to hear from just a couple more players that I had an opportunity to catch up with on Wednesday here in Kansas City as they prepare to get their name called early today. And they are going to get their name called early today. And one of them is quarterback Anthony Richardson. He's a guy that I've been, you know, a big fan of since he had that conversation or wrote that Players' Tribune piece. I thought it was great. I've been doing a lot of research on him and his work ethic, and he's just one of those guys that I definitely root for and I'm going to root for no matter who ends up selecting him. I just think he's going to be one of those guys. You know, he's going to be a guy, or he is a guy I feel like is really easy to root for. So had an opportunity to catch up with quarterback Anthony Richardson. It wasn't a one-on-one. It was a little group setting thing, but I got a lot of good questions in, I felt, with Anthony Richardson. So here's that conversation from Wednesday here in Kansas City. What has this experience been like for you? It's been fun, you know, especially playing with the kids, you know. We're over there, you know, making a little garden for them so they can have vegetables and stuff. They're coming out here and throwing the ball. He just reminds me of when I was a kid and then playing my little brother, you know. I just, I just all for This has been a process where you're not doing a lot of football stuff. You're talking about football. Yeah. Today you had the opportunity to get back on the field yeah. and actually do some stuff. It had to feel good, right? Oh, it definitely feel good, especially tossing the ball around. But, no, it's not really about me. It's about the kids, you know, creating memories for them. So it was definitely fun. You're about 24 hours out. How's your mind right now? How are you feeling? Hey, I'm feeling good. My emotions everywhere. You know, I almost cried last night once I got here. Um... Woke up this morning thinking about what we're about to do, so I started smiling again, so my emotions all over the place. This is a big platform, and it's giving you the opportunity to really contribute to communities wherever you end up going. Um, Has that sunk into you, what this really is about to mean, being drafted to an NFL team? Uh, A little bit. um, Just thinking about the impact I'll have on a a city and the franchise once I get there, so uh, just making sure I made the right impression, you know, and just, just keep it going. How are you managing those emotions? 
Hey, just talking to my family and then just looking at the other guys. I don't, I don't see anybody else crying yet, so <laughs> just try to keep it focused. I say cry it out, man. Oh, just let it out. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I think I might do that. Awesome. Thanks, Evan. Appreciate you. What thoughts are going through your mind when you get there and you're, like, almost getting emotional about it? No, I'm just like, dang, it, just put in a lot of work just to get here. So I just think about all the things I've been through and I think about my life. And I just, like, wow, my life's really about to change. It's a great success. Oh, yeah, definitely. What you've done so far. And yeah, but no, that's just the beginning of the journey, you know, just getting started. You know, I'll get, I get picked up tomorrow, and then that's, that's where everything, you know, takes off from there. What is your greatest asset? Uh, honestly, I feel like it's the way I, you know, interact with people, you know, uh, create memories for them and just impact people. I feel like that's the greatest aspect I say in my life. When teams asked you, look, your your stats at Florida, they're good. They weren't super. Not great, yeah. Right, exactly. So what's the answer to that? You know, uh, help me make them great, you know. Uh, I'm putting in the work. I know they're going to put in the work. So it's going to be a great collaboration. We're going to make the numbers great. Do you agree with the idea that you are the most gifted quarterback in this class? You know, I feel like everybody's gifted in their own way. So uh, some, somebody might say, yeah, they're gifted. But I, I also believe I'm gifted as well. So we're all gifted in our own way. Appreciate you. Well, what would your uncle be thinking right now, knowing that you're ready ready to be on this stage? Honestly, I feel like, you know, he's a tough guy, but I feel like he'll, he'll be crying right now. You know, um, it, it's been a long process, long journey for you know, my family and I. So just thinking about it, I feel like he'll be definitely excited for me. You wrote that piece on the Players' Tribune. Incredible. What made you feel like you had to put that out there and let it be known? Just kind of give everybody a little bit of background on who you were. You know, uh, honestly, you know, I don't think people know enough about me. You know, they just see me on the field, I'm jumping around, flipping, running yeah. by people, and all that. They see that part of part of me, but they don't see the the other side of me and why I work so hard and, and why I love this game. So I feel like that was just a, a, a little token to them and just you know showcasing you know who I am as a person. Where did that work ethic come from? Because you have it. Where did it come from? Definitely my mom. You know. Just seeing the way she worked, you know, she's, and she sacrificed a lot for my brother and I. So uh, I just got it from her, and it, it's just been in me since. What did you think of, I mean, and you wrote in the piece about her interviewing you on, in the car, and you're like, why are we doing this? And you, do you think back about that a lot now? I think about it all the time. <laughs> like, like right now, I'm getting yeah. interview, but like at the time, I hated it, because all I want to do is just take a nap. I'm like, well, why are we doing this? Right. And she's like, you know what, you're going to need it one day. And, no, like I say, look at me now, just doing it. And here you are. So yeah. at your pro day, right after you wrapped up and ran down the field, one of the people that greeted you first was GM Dave Ziegler of the Raiders. Uh, what do you think? Have you what do you thought about the Raiders? What do you think about your visit to uh, to Vegas? You know, I feel like it was a great visit. You know, that's uh, a great organization, great people in the building. So uh, if they were to draft me, I feel like we'll, we'll do great things together. You check out the the facilities and everything. What do you think? Yeah, of those? It, was, it was pretty nice. You know, I think they told me they just, they just built it a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's nice. Building. Not not anything like Florida, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Final question for you. So what, what is the team getting in Anthony Richardson when they select you tomorrow? Uh, they want to get somebody that's going to work. You know, that's all I'm about, working, working, working. Because I know it's, it's other people across this world uh, will die to be in this situation I'm in. So I wouldn't take it for granted. I'm just going to work. Well, appreciate your time, man. Good luck. And that was, that was good stuff that you wrote. Right. Appreciate, appreciate you. you. So there was a conversation right there with Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. Again, a guy that I'm definitely going to root for. Uh, it's always great when you get to tell that story of, hard work pays off and you can show an example now of course Anthony Richardson has a ton of talent 
Uh, so I think that, you know, that that helps a lot, obviously, with uh, him trying to take his game to the next level. And I think with the right opportunity. And of course, I always said the Raiders were a good opportunity because he could sit behind Jimmy G and learn. But whoever picks a man, I think they're going to get a heck of a dude. And with the way he works, I do believe that he's going to end up being good. So I'm going to root for him. He's not going to go to any team in the AFC West. We know that he ain't going to Kansas City. He's not going to the Chargers. Uh, the Broncos can't get him. They might want him, but they can't get him because they don't have a first round pick. And they got Russell Wilson that is owed a whole lot of money. So there's that. He might end up in the AFC. Who knows? But uh, he won't end up in the AFC West. So that was Anthony Richardson. I thought that was some good stuff with him getting an opportunity to talk to him for a few minutes on Wednesday. And the final guy that I want you to hear from here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast here in segment number three as we prepare for the draft later on today. Excited about it. Tyree Wilson. The edge rusher from Texas Tech got to talk to his head coach, Joey McGuire, and uh, brought that up in the conversation that I had, a little one-on-one action with edge rusher Tyree Wilson. Here with Texas Tech Red Raider edge rusher Tyree Wilson. And what's this whole moment like, man? You just were out here with the kids, a little play 60 action. What's all this been like for you? It's good because, you know, like the past the past month has been strictly, strictly business. And, you know, finally getting to KC, you know, get your mind off a of ball and just, you know, pour back into the kids. You know, that's what it's about, you know, trying to get them – you know, get to this moment, you know, be a draft pick. You know, they probably idolize us. and But just this other day, you know, I was a kid, it feels like. So what does it feel like knowing that at some point tomorrow you're going to hear your name called and this is something that you've probably been waiting for your whole life? Yeah, I mean, like, it ain't so it ain't sunk in all the way yet. You know, I woke up this morning, you're like, what I got tomorrow? And then it was like, dang, you got the draft. So I feel like tonight is actually going to start sinking in, and, you know, all the nerves and, you know, stuff's going to start. <laughs> Ty- Tyree Wilson is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So he's a Red Raider, and we had uh, Coach Joey McGuire on the other day, and he told us a story about when you guys were playing TCU and you guys were losing that game, and you checked yourself back in. You and a couple other players was like, nah, we ain't going to let them score. Yeah. What did that mean to you? Man, that's just that's just the type of player I am. That's the type of you know, my you know my whole thing was finding tech better than what I found. And you know, Coach McGuire came in. He was like, "We're gonna play d- defense at Texas Tech." So that's what it's all about. And showing, showing guys, you know, like even if you're the star, you know, you ain't got to be bigger than the team. You know, uh, coming back in the game, and you know, I didn't want, I didn't want them to put more points on us. You know, and right. uh, and they end up going to the national championship. Right, and they didn't score on that drive. They didn't score on that drive, and you guys turned around and went back and scored the other way. But just to have that sense of pride, you know, what is the, what is the NFL team getting in Tyree Wilson when they draft you? Man, like I like I tell them all the time, first they get a, a leader from day one, you know, you know, leading by example. You know, I'm not really the focal type, but, you know, I'm always going to be there working and, you know, you know, trying to get my best always, you know, can account on me, you know, a good guy on and off the field and, you know, somebody that's going to be an older guy one day and pour back into the rookies and, you know, the younger guys to help help bring the team along. So when we had Coach McGuire on, he said, well, Tyreek could go from being a Red Raider to a Las Vegas Raider. Has, has that gone through your mind? Man, it's crazy. I've been a Raider in high school. I went to Texas Tech, been a Red Raider, and then if I'm the Raiders, I... I mean, that's that's idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, it looks like it's all set up, lining up perfectly for you, right? Yeah, it's lining up. What about uh, Max Crosby? You like to play across from him? I would. I mean, that would be us feeding off each other. Uh, then you got Chandler Jones. It'd be, it'd be crazy. Nice little nugget right there from Tyree. You know, he's been a Raider his whole life, right? A, a Raider in high school, a Red Raider in college. Could he be a Las Vegas Raider? Well, potentially. He could end up being. A lot of folks don't believe that he'll even get past number two, right? A lot of people have him penciled in at Houston. I still think there's a you know, good chance that he's going to uh, end up being past two. I think that C.J. Stroud's going to still go to, to the Texans. You never know. But it just feels like that there's a lot of smoke out there, but still they're going to go get their quarterback because they know they need their quarterback. But we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Maybe he never leaves the Lone Star State because he ends up a Texas, uh, not at Texas Tech, but uh, at Houston coming from. 
Texas Tech. But uh, there was my conversation with Tyree Wilson from Wednesday. Well, we know one thing. The Raiders are going to make a selection today. And on tomorrow's show, we'll be talking about who that is. So who do I think it is? Could be Anthony Richardson. Don't think he gets past the Colts at number four. Could be Jalen Carter. Don't think he gets past Seattle at five. Could be C.J. Stroud, but I think they'd have to trade up for him. I don't think they want to do that. I think they really want to invest a lot in the defense, as they should, so they're not going to trade up for him. Now, if he falls to seven, just like Richardson, I think there's a long conversation about them getting him. But then again, you got to question, why is he still on the board at seven when so many teams out there need quarterbacks? So I think it's going to end up being a cornerback. If they stay there at seven, I think it's either going to be Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon. I really have a feeling Devin Witherspoon is going to get selected by the Detroit Lions. So I had a chance to talk to him earlier. I think it's Christian Gonzalez. Uh, I think that he would be a heck of a player. Uh, I think that he would be an alpha dog all of a sudden uh, in that cornerback room. So I'd be good with that pick. But I'll also be good with a Tyree Wilson. I'd also be good with even a Jalen Carter. I'm not the biggest fan of the, the person, but I know that the player is someone that the Raiders need. Now he's got to go in there and show that work ethic. Don't know if he will, but, you know, just just with what we saw on film and what he was able to do at Georgia, you know how good of a player he is. So, uh, again, I wouldn't select him, but that's I'm not the Raiders. The Raiders could select him, and, hey, I'll, I'll be here to support him because he's putting on that silver and black uniform, right, just like any player that they pick. They could pick Peter Skaronsky, but I just feel like there's too much momentum towards uh, them wanting an offensive lineman. If they do grab one, I think it would be Skaronsky because of his versatility to play tackle or guard. But I just feel like that that would be too easy. So I'm going to stick with Christian Gonzalez. I think that they pick him. But I'll say this. I think that they end up, the end of the night, they'll have two first-round picks. I think that they'll use some of their 12 picks, trade back up to the back end of round one. I don't know for who. I know I said Emmanuel Forbes. I threw that name out there a couple weeks ago. But I just think that with all those picks, they have an opportunity to really get a difference maker in the back end of round number one if they see a guy dropping and they don't have to give up too much capital, right? Again, just use those 12 draft picks to the best of their ability. And that's probably not all the wheeling and dealing that you'll see the Raiders do. So I think that we'll be talking about a pick at seven or around seven to 10 range. I also think we'll be talking around 28 to 30 range as well when it comes to tomorrow's show. So we'll see. We'll see if my gut feeling is right or... We'll see if it's gas. A lot of times, (laughs) it's been gas. But it is what it is. It's always fun to talk and think about what could be. Uh, I will know one thing. We'll be talking about a new member of the Raiders on tomorrow's show. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Uh, Take care of your family. Love on your family. Enjoy the first round of the draft. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. As always, just win, baby.